interwebs we are back for another fun-filled edition of the fusion underground and well i'm in, i'm joined you know well i should just say you know for <laughs> everybody listening i'm your host ben will ramirez but i'm joined in the virtual studio by my brother jason moret who looks like a bag of ass right now if you're catching this on youtube you're probably going yeah man what the hell happened to him he looks don't look worked. like that no, no, I don't. I, I look awesome as per usual. <laughs> Jason decided to go camping I, I do. and uh yeah. I, I got a little burn, little sunburn and little burn. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel great and tired. Mm-hmm. Why wow, you're drinking a glass of wine? Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yes. That's that's not productive. It is definitely counterintuitive at this point if I'm wiped out to be drinking wine because that will put me into la la land. But so we're gonna ah, see. Well, we're gonna hell? see if in 30 minutes, if I'm not, if I'm doing this by myself because Jason has passed out from uh, too much <laughs> camping and wine fun. Camping and wine puts Jason into coma time. Yeah. If I start snoring, just yell loudly. Wake up. <laughs> well, this is you know in our this. This is um, our eighth episode of season five. This is, and if you're counting all of the total episodes to date, this is number 56. Right. Um, We're getting up there. So for 56 weeks of our life, we have had nothing else better to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is correct. But here, so well, for those that are new to the show here at the Fusion Underground, what we try to do is we try to make sense of the world by having principal discussions about such topics as entertainment, current events, politics, and culture. Our mission is to educate people to become critical thinkers so they can live more empowered and happier lives. You can find all of our stuff out at fusionunderground.net and you can send us emails at contact at fusionunderground.net. And we're going to be diving into a topic that is very much on par with uh, our mission statement here. And what we're going to be talking about tonight is the importance of having principles and looking at the world in a principled way. Because as everybody probably knows, our, our culture, our society is very fractured between left and right. Uh, We're fractured across all sorts of political divides and there are basically two sides to every single story or every single idea, concept that lands on the world. And if you're not principled, then you're going to look like 
well, like a moron. And so we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk through some of the examples of why it's important to have principles, even when you're judging the world around you. Right. So. Now, keep in mind, you, you can still look like a moron, but have principles. <laughs> At Exhibit least you a. have principles. I mean, you right. know. <laughs> But at least but you would be consistent. You're consistent in at least your argument and stance and how you look at life, which you would think isn't really that big of a deal. But when you don't have that, mm. well, I think you've got some examples of what that looks and sounds like probably queued up for us tonight. I do. I do. But before we get into that, uh, there's something that uh, I, need to, um, I need to share with you. And I got to do this over again. So, because I cannot be the only person to have seen this. Oh, good God. Um, yeah. So, let me bring the video back up here so I can see your face and all of its amazed glory as, uh, as we watch through this. It's only a minute long. Uh, this video came off of TikTok. I found it on Twitter. And um, you're going to give me nightmares tonight. Well, you know what's what's <laughs> just <laughs> that wasn't my intention. It wasn't my intention. Um, I want you to think about, you know, often on this show we do talk about what it means to be a man, and in how men behave in the world. Uh huh. And I want you to think about that while you watch this video and then we'll talk about it uh, no no you're yeah, no, yeah. this is the scary you're scaring me already i, I mean well. the, the dummy in this thing was bad enough but okay yeah all, all, right, all right all right all right all right all right here we go <gasps> it's vaccination day it's vaccination day today i get my covid jab and i'm feeling really fab for months i have been waiting for this day when can I get my second shot? And will it hurt or will it not? Oh, I think I am gonna be okay. It's just a small needle, right? And for the people who don't want it and still refuse to take, well, thanks to you, now I don't have to wait. Cause for the first time in forever, I might get to kiss a girl. It's been a long time. When I get my AstraZeneca, I'm gonna tell the whole damn world. Guys, I'm vaccinated! And I know I'm acting crazy, but I mean, I've like waited for a year. And for the first time in forever, I won't live in fear. We're probably going to get flagged for copyright on that, I'm sure. Oh my good God, what did I just watch? <laughs> oh, dude, that well, was you, scary. You watched it because I did. And uh, I was not going to go through life oh. having been only half of this duo who has had seen that video. Dude, I, I legit have goosebumps, man. That was freaky. I just want to hold myself and curl up. It's it's ruined everything for me. Mannequins are going to freak me out as if they didn't already. I won't be able to watch Frozen with my kids ever again. 
And now I, I'm terrified of giving a COVID vaccine all because of that one video. <laughs> you have a more philosophical take on this, it seems. No, Please. no, <laughs> philosophy has nothing to do with this. <laughs> uh, what? A, go, go, oh, what has become of men in the uh, younger younger men in our country? I was gonna say that's not a man. Well, males. Oh, okay. There, there's there's men and man lowercase, and then there's men and man uppercase. And the thing that we talk about when we talk about masculinity, when we talk about being a man and or or men in general, we're talking we're talking about the uppercase form of the word, right? Because man, just all that, all the word man truly means, um, in a very scientific way of looking at the word, is just simply an adult male. Correct. He is a, an adult male. So therefore, he is technically no. a man. No, wait. <laughs> okay, okay. But he is not, um, at least based on that video. I mean, that just doesn't pass muster. There's no man, man that I know that would take the time and energy to remake the frozen soundtrack equating it to the flu vaccine and computer animate his own face and publish it for the entire world to see not one man i know you know we really did society a disservice when in schools we created the no bullying policies the normaling policies the no bullying oh. policies oh yeah oh yeah we need to bring back bullies yep right and i'm not am i in favor of bullies of bullies beating the crap out of other kids N not no not necessarily but at the same time there was a naturalizing of a normalizing of into adulthood, into maleness that, that bullies brought that they do, that they well, do bring when, because you know, when, when guys get together, even when guys get together, right. We rag on each other. We call each other morons. We call each other, you know, fuck face, whatever, you know, and we, when you do that, especially when you're going into a group of men, that's a, that's a form of not only accepting you, but also telling you what the social rules and expectations are for you. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you were a boy growing up, you didn't wear a dress to school for, well, probably a handful of reasons. But one of them was... If you were a boy and you wore a dress or a skirt to school, you're probably going to get your ass kicked. Or I mean, if you didn't, it was going to. But even if you didn't get your ass kicked, you were <laughs> going to be ridiculed and made fun of. And you know what are you doing? And this, you, in other words, you were going to you were going to appear in all of the. You're going to be the antithesis of all of the mores. Now, people today say, "Well, what's so wrong with that? Well, what if a boy does want to wear a dress? Why shouldn't he be allowed to?" And 
But there's something else at play here. You're talking about hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands and millennia of years of evolution where we have we have organized ourselves into these into these roles that we play in society. I mean, when you're talking about when you're talking about integrating uh, men and bringing them into society as men, there's an expectation there of what that that means something, or at least it used to mean something. There was a responsibility sure. that went along with it. You know, like Uncle Ben from Spider Man when he says, "You know, with great power comes great responsibility." The same kind of thing it happened, or at least it did happen with amongst boys adolescent boys growing into adulthood they were you know they 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 figure out what is right what is proper what are proper ways to act and based on the expectations that are going to be coming of them or that are going to be expected of them at those different intervals in their lives and and i feel i feel like we've gone off the rails here Oh, huge, huge. And, and I feel that men have been, <clears throat> excuse me, particularly targeted in that area more than females have. Um, and maybe that's just from my male perspective, but you know what? I'll take it. Um, the, the idea of having any shred of masculinity has been beaten out of, of men and beaten out of our younger men or boys, if you will, so much that I mean, they don't understand where the line is for themselves anymore. Um, and you talk about, okay, so I made the reference a little bit ago about getting your ass kicked. Well, even if that didn't happen, your friends would be all, hey, dude, don't, you're, you're not allowed to eat lunch with me at this table dressed like that. Uh-uh, go over there. Go, go sit over there by yourself. So you, there was a, even an ostracization from your own peer group because you are acting so far outside of this of the social norm which those rules are set by that peer group not not by any authoritative figures above or below it's and so when you actually remove that sense like you were saying the the social rules set forth for each other you remove those kind of boundaries i mean and the other part of it is kids know kids know that it's wrong or it doesn't feel right. It's usually someone else or, or maybe parents coming in even saying, you know what? That's not wrong. You shouldn't, you shouldn't judge them for that. You don't know what's going on. Maybe he just needs a friend. You should go talk to him. I mean, to a degree, I understand that. But when you normalize behavior like this, you lose the identity of the species along the way. And that's yeah. what you and I have, have been talking about, about our loss of masculinity in the male um, in the male mm -hmm. gender. Yeah. You know, I, I think about things like playing a game. If you're playing a board game, let's say you're playing a game like chess or go or monopoly or any of those kinds of things, there's an emergent, and I've talked a little bit about this on the show that, that there's an emergent morality that takes place in the act of playing a game. And the emergent morality is if I want to play in the game with you, then I need to first learn the rules and then I need to follow the rules. And guess what? Nobody's going to stand over me with a gun. Nobody's going to threaten to send me to prison if I play the game incorrectly, if I cheat in the game or anything like that. 
But if I start breaking the rules, if I start breaking the, the social structure that we've created in the, in the game itself, then what that means is you're no longer going to want to play the game with me. Right. Right. And other people are not going to want to play the game with me if I break those rules. And so this is an example of, of a young man who is breaking those kinds of social rules. And what happens is other men look at it and say, I don't want you in my presence. I don't want you covering my back. I can't, how am I going to rely on, you have to, I mean, people, people need to realize that when men, when men come together as men, they also want to make sure that the other men in their lives are going to have their back, are going to be there to support them and, and, you know, have their back if things go south. And if, um, you know, if you need somebody to help you move, I can rely on you and I can call you, or if I need help, I can call you and you're, and as a man, you're going to be there for me and I'm going to be there for you. And when, when young men like this, when they violate those social norms and we, and as men, we look at it and go, what the hell's the matter with you? Right. What, what, what they're doing and the little boy that decides that, well, he's just going to wear a dress to school, you know, in the eighth grade, I'm just going to wear a dress. Why shouldn't he be allowed to? Well, because other boys aren't going to want to be around him. Right. And other men are not going to want to be around him. So when men go off to do men things, they're not going to want that little kid to come along with them. They're not going to want that young man as he gets up, goes up to, to come along with them because he, they're, they're outside of that male circle. They don't fit in. They're not accepted. Right. So this is what it leads to. And this is why I get really, I, I don't get upset, but I just get, I just feel bad for these young men who don't know any, they don't know any better. And yet society is filling their heads with, it's okay if you want to not act like a man. There's, I think that there's, societal harm that can happen particularly for that individual oh absolutely well and and what people fail to recognize is that there there is blowback to individuals like this there is societal blowback when we deal with that as men or really as boys growing up as part of our maturation part of that natural going through the adolescence even but part of growing up and learning that is learning how to deal and how to cope with that as well. And this is why we have grown adults not knowing how to take criticism for their yeah. actions because you they have never been ridiculed. They have never faced any outspoken criticism for anything they've done up to that point. So they don't know how to handle that. Yeah. Now you take that outside of wearing a dress or... Um, I don't know, glam facing yourself for a frank, but you actually take that into a productive realm of society. Let's just, I mean, we'll take the workplace, somebody who's not actually doing the job. They're not performing. They're not meeting the standards. Their work is subpar. They're making mistakes. You know, a, a decent manager is going to attempt to try to rectify that behavior or rectify that performance with constructive criticism. A, a person like this, whether it's male or female, really, if you've never faced anything, any sort of criticism whatsoever, they break down and crumble. And they either, either they, they, you know, 
implode and turn into an emotional blubbering mess and then run out. I mean, or they'll quit and they, they will continue to job hop. I, I know people like this. They, they get criticized. They can't handle it. They think everybody's quote unquote picking on them and then they just quit and they go try and find something else. And so they, they never get a sense of stability in their lives. I don't think we recognize the, the impact and the damage that we cause people by trying to protect them from damage right right so i have a new i have a different one here that i want to that i want to play for you um this was this one is a little bit more fun uh so i found i found this uh this is hysterical i think you'll get a kick out of it so this is i don't know where exactly where this was filmed i think this was in some maybe an asian country the the folks in the in the video appear Asian, so maybe like in South Korea or some, I don't know. Um, not that that matters. It doesn't really matter. But I got a kick out of this. I thought this was hysterical. So there's this little boy right here in the video in the lower part of the screen. And he's he's sitting at this table. I don't know if this is a classroom, a lunchroom, whatever. And he's sitting at this table and his book is open on the table and he's passed out. His, his head is down on the table and he's just, he's passed out. And here's a teacher uh, who's, well, she's packing up his stuff. Look what, ha watch what happens with this little boy uh, as she tries to get him up and go to class. Great. So, you know, you can see some other kids in the background here. They're, they're leaving. She picks up his book. He's out. So she sticks the book in his backpack. Okay. Oh, I got to go to class. All right. All right. I'm going. I'm going, let me just grab this. Let me just grab. Yeah. Yeah. My backpack here and put my backpack on. He put, <laughs> he's so tired. He tried to put a chair on his back. Oh, poor little dude. <laughs> he picks up the plastic chair and tries to put the chair, his arms through the arms of the chair to put the chair on his back. Like it's a backpack. What, what I love. And, and this is what, this is what killed, killed it for me. Watch this person right here in the blue at the top of the middle of the screen. Uh -huh. Because obviously they're they're watching this person's watching this, but right. watch their reaction. Wait, come on! He just dies. Oh, God, <laughs> oh dude, oh poor little dude. He oh just, my can't, gosh. He just can't. can't handle it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's, he's hunched over the table, can't even stand up. <laughs> he's laughing. Poor yeah, it's just it's so great. It's, oh, poor little I mean, kid, man. Because you can see the guy right back here. Here he is. Okay, come on, let's go to class. Let's go. Come on, we gotta wake up. Let's go to class. It, oh, oh, both <laughs> arms too. He is. Oh, if anybody's ever been around kids who are tired, you know that there's there's this halfway magical place, halfway between sleep and awake, where your brain's on like autopilot, but and you can still function even with your eyes half open, but you are dead asleep. That's where that little boy was. He was yeah. just he was yeah. out on his feet. Just poor guy. Just done. All right. Oh. So let's uh let's get into the topic here. All right, let's do it. So remember, we're talking about the importance of having principles for 
for just discourse and for how to approach life. And if you don't have the idea being, if you don't have principles in your life, then you're going to be all over the place. You're, you're going to fall for anything. You'll never stand for anything. How could you, you're not basing it off of anything rational. You're basing everything off of emotion. So you're, you, you run the tendency of being taken advantage of or looking like a hypocrite. You wanted to say something. Well, no, I, I, I think a lot of people really do believe that they have values they and principles that, in their yeah. life. They do believe that and they believe wholeheartedly that all of their um, emotional responses are, are from a very noble place based on those values. Mm -hmm. the, the stark reality is, is when you realize that you don't, based on the validity of your arguments when they're emotionally driven. Um, yeah. And that's where you typically tend to flip-flop or you come off very hypocritical. Um, and, and I'll be honest, you have challenged me on this a couple of times with some very deep topics. You know, um, I, I think you and I've actually twice had a discussion, even on this show, we talked about... Um, the idea of being in favor of capital punishment and anti-abortion. Um, and, and I use that just as a, a glaring, obvious um, example of if you are pro-life, then if you can, can be for capital punishment, then you have to stand for abortion, almost. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't say that the, there's a sanctity of life and not stand for that value in all applications of it. Whether that life is, I mean, deplorable by all definitions, or completely innocent and even unborn. Right, because there, there are, uh, the way that I see it, for example, using that same example of, of abortion and capital punishment, you're either in favor of, of life, and you value life, as it is in all its forms and you recognize that life is a precious thing and that it should be protected. Even the most heinous among us, should we at least protect their lives right now, if you're in favor of abortion and you're also in favor of capital punishment, then you know, then that what that's what that says, what the, that type of action and ideology says is it's not so much that you're in you favor life it has nothing to do with whether or not you favor life. It's you now are taking the stance of whatever is convenient and whatever satisfies your own inner desires the most. That's what you will. That's what you will you will gravitate toward. So if it's if well. We got pregnant. We don't want to be. So let's just go ahead and abort the baby because that's what's better for us. Okay. Then you can go, you'd go get the abortion or you know what? I hate that individual. They were terrible. I can't believe it. They're evil. Let's just kill them and rid them because that's, what's better for us as a society. Well, then now you're, you're at least you're consistent. Yep. I will say that at least you're consistent. Now we can have an, uh, an we can either agree or disagree on the method of consistency, but at least you're consistent. Where I go off, where I start getting crazy is when somebody says, well, I'm for abortion, but I'm a, but, 
or I'm against abortion, but I'm for capital punishment or I'm, or the other way around, right? So it's like, well, then where are your priorities? Do you value life or do you, or do you value personal retribution, right? Um, but so there, are, well, those are really hot topics that we could, we could also spend a lot of time <laughs> on. I think that illustrates kind of what we're talking about here. Right, right. So let's bring it down to things that are less tumultuous and let's look at something that is happening in, in, today's, uh, in today's news cycle now. And that is, uh, people getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine. Okay. So there are there are a lot of people that have gotten the vaccine for COVID. And there are some people that are, they like, it's like they belong to a cult. They create TikTok videos of them singing and dancing about getting a COVID shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. And then there are people that are like, you know, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah. So now we're getting, you know, the vaccines are, are very prevalent now. Pretty much if you want one, you can get one or two, depending on whatever, whatever it is. Right. Um, they're everywhere. And so this led Jake Tapper last week. Jake Tapper was talking to Dr. Fauci about this whole concept. And Tapper said, Tapper said, quote, how are restaurants, airlines, others supposed to know if the people coming to their establishments are vaccinated? And Fauci's response was, well, Jake, they will not be able to know. You're going to be depending on people being honest enough to say whether they are vaccinated or not. Now, Whoa. This, <laughs> this little exchange, right, had created a huge shitstorm on social media. I can have, only imagine. Yeah, you have there are people, the 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 collectivists, the statists, mm -hmm. right? They are in an uproar saying, well, we need to demand that we have proof that you've been vaccinated. You nobody, if you're an, and of course they're immediately equating anti-vaxxers to Trump supporters, etc. You have sure. Um, you know, you have people now saying that they're still going to wear their mask, even if they are vaccinated, so that they're not mistaken as a conservative. This has actually happened, and people are coming out saying this. Um, and, and here, here's, here's my, well, go ahead. Okay. No, well, no. And, and this is interesting because somebody brought this up too. Um, the, the people who are, whoever those people, you people, whoever you people are out there who are not getting the vaccine, those must be Trumpists. The, those yeah. are Trump supporters. Yeah. Now, I mean, just on a logic-based analysis of what's happened, um, up until November, the vaccine was all Trump. I mean, right, remember, right. There, was, there was thousands... Mm -hmm. of people saying that they would never get the vaccine because Trump did it. Right. And it was his. And, and I believe even our Madam Vice President <laughs> um, has gone on record saying that she would never get the vaccine with Trump's name attached to it, but she would gladly get a COVID vaccine. Um, and remember, all of the vaccine was Trump, 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 because they politicized that point. Mm -hmm. So if I let's just pretend I was a Trumpist, 
a diehard Trump supporter, then wouldn't I want to be one of the vaccinated to prove mm-hmm. that Trump was right and that it was working? I mean, that's logically just using a logical based analysis of the timeline. That would make more sense to say that somebody who's not getting it like Kamala Harris, I, I couldn't call her a Trump supporter. But I mean, now she's gotten it. So does that just flip flop the argument? Well, and here's something that I thought about is you have to trust people. Oh, yeah. There's a certain amount of trust that you have to give in order to operate in society. If you don't, there are people that will say, they will say rhetorically, well, I don't trust anybody. Yeah, but you get in your car and you drive around on the streets of a busy city. So obviously you do trust people. Yeah, because you trust that people are going to obey the traffic laws. You trust that people are going to when the light turns red, you trust that people are actually going to stop or when the, your brake lights come on, they're not exactly. going to run into you. Right. Right. Exactly. So you, there, there you there's a certain amount of trust that you have to exhibit in the world just to survive. I mean, if you go to a restaurant, you have to trust that the cooks and the serving staff are not going to spit in your food. Right. So and now you have people saying, well, we need to have proof that you've been vaccinated. Well, what other kind of proof should we require in order for you to feel comfortable operating in society? If we are driving down the street and people might say, well, if you're driving a car, you have a license. Mm-hmm. How do I know that? How do you know if the people on the road that are driving around you actually do indeed have a driver's have license? Have a driver's license? How do you know you that? You don't know that. Right. You assume that because it's the law that people are, if they're operating a motor vehicle, that they have a license to do so. But you don't know that. I've known countless people that have, have been driving on suspended licenses, never got a license before in their life. And yet they got, they've got on the, on the road. How do you know that those people uh, have insurance? A lot of people drive <laughs> a lot around of people without don't. insurance. A lot yeah. of people don't. Right. Right. But the the assumption is you still get on the road and you assume that people have uh, vehicle insurance in case they were get into an accident with you and they, mm-hmm. they cover the cost of your of your damages. Mm-hmm. You don't know that. Right. So but that's the law. So right. by that example, are you equating that we should mandate by law everyone be vaccinated? No. OK, well, I'm not either. I'm just curious. No. As to, no, I don't. I don't think that. But and here's an here's so here's something here here's where I find it gets really interesting. You have people that are saying, people on the left. You have leftists who are saying, we need va- we need vaccination passports. We need vaccine IDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were weren't we saying we needed IDs to vote just just a few months? That's ago? That's where I was going to go. That's where I'm going. <laughs> So riddle me this, Batman, why is it that mandating vaccines and mandating vaccine IDs completely doable? Mandating voter ID, that's problematic and racist. Yes, it's voter suppression. Because remember, the, the argument that the leftists use is that if you're if you're a minority, if you're black, you're Asian, you're Hispanic, they, they don't really, they don't really like to talk about the Asians as much because, well, everybody knows that the Asians are smart. They're kicking our ass and everything. 
mm-hmm. even here in this country, right? Um, and more power to them. I celebrate. Keep doing it. Keep wh- whooping ass. I'm not saying anybody should should get in their way. They're the ones putting in the hard work. They should reap all of the rewards that come along with it. Hell yes. But when leftists talk about it's it's racist to have voter ID, they're really focusing on blacks and Hispanics in this country. Correct. That because they they the argument is well, blacks and Hispanics, they don't know how to go get an ID. They're incapable of doing that. They're well, incapable. For, for years, years, the argument was that there were um, a lot of people who were non-documented. Yeah. And they would not be able to get an ID. Well, but then they are not really entitled to vote. Right. Right. That's so, that's <laughs> that's the counter argument that's been out there. And and of course, that's the the voter suppression um mentality well you're just trying to suppress voters right no i want people who are legally able to vote be able to vote right but pull it back onto the the topic here and it's it's why is it racist and problematic to require minorities to get ids to vote but it's not racist and not problematic to force them to get vaccinated and to force them to get an id a vaccination id how can you honestly say that those two things are completely and totally different? You're- I hope you're really not asking me to defend a hypocritical <laughs> position like that because I suck no. at that. I, I'm not good. <laughs> so so there, that's just one thing to think. That's just one thing, one of these examples of where's the principle lie? It is the principle that you want people to be able to prove themselves in certain situations. But then how come only some situations and not all situations? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you have these same, these same people on the left who are demanding, you know, because the CDC just a couple of days ago came out and said, yeah, that whole mask wearing thing, we can get rid of it. Right. Right. And which, which created this deluge of leftists coming out and saying, well, I'm still going to wear the mask because that way nobody will think I'm a conservative. And and you have leftists now that are saying, no, we need to have mask mandates. So I, I still don't understand where, well, okay, go ahead. You, you were getting ready to continue. I, I'm sorry, go ahead. So explain to me something, rhetorically, of course, mm-hmm. that, you know, the, one of the big concerns because of this dropping of the CDC thing is that leftists are demanding people wear masks because they believe that the, that the conservatives, the Trumpers, who they believe are also anti-vaxxers, they haven't gotten their vaccine. So the anti-vaxxers are just going to throw away their masks and they're going to go out into public and they're going to get a bunch of people sick because they're going to be magically carrying COVID around. So explain to me how mask mandates will, would be followed by conservatives, okay? But yet they also, or in fact, I should say, they're not even saying that. They believe that a mask mandate will be ignored by conservatives. 
And so that's why they're complaining and why they're pushing vote or why they're pushing vaccination IDs, right? Because they want they want conservatives to be able to show proof when they walk into a, a building or go to a venue that they are vaccinated because they think that they're just that conservatives will just ignore the mask mandates. So if conservative anti-vaxxers will ignore mask mandates, you believe that, well then how is it that you believe that restricting guns will restrict criminals from getting new guns? Oh, that's a separate issue. You can't you can't take a principled stance and apply it to multiple issues. That's that you're 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 splitting hairs here. I mean, that's that, that's absolutely ludicrous to think to to for somebody to try and equate COVID regulatory adherence to gun laws. I mean, that's just childish. Right. I mean, so again, did I, if, did I do a good job sounding like our, yeah. some of our leftist politicians? Because I tried. Right. Because if the conservatives are just going to violate the law and not wear masks, violate the mask mandate and just not wear masks, why on earth would you think that criminals are going to adhere to gun laws? You know, the fact that you're um, looking at the gun issue as mm. a criminal adherence issue, that just makes you racist. Mm. you're just a racist um conservative because right. really i mean right. let's be honest um all of the gun all of the gun violence mm -hmm. that happens in this country is perpetrated by people who obtained a firearm legally mm -hmm. and committed crime they were mm -hmm. not criminals prior to the fact is they didn't have to go through enough um regulatory oversight to acquire that firearm that's the issue it's the okay. amount of it's the amount of regulation that's mm. in place that's the real okay. issue yeah we'll yep. see yep. That, well that, i learned something new every day oh yeah yeah that's gotta be it it can't be, it. be the fact that there's thousands of guns out there that are right. being handed out by criminals and gangs and right those that don't obey the law already can't be that you know, if only we would make a law that says you're not allowed to kill another human being, if only. I mean, think That's about if people, because pe if people follow gun laws, well, then we should just make a law that says you can't shoot somebody. See, I told you when we were talking about laws the other day, we, <clears throat> we just need to make more laws. That's going to solve all of our problems. So here's, a, here's another thing with the whole vaccination thing, right? On the vaccination front. Um, let's, let's look at another, you have the vaccine and then let's look at another concept called abortion. Now okay. the left has, the left for years, for decades has argued my body, my choice, my body, right? my choice. Right. Well, is it not my body, my choice, what I get to put into it? No, because abortion has to deal with what we're taking out. <laughs> oh, we're taking something out as opposed to putting something in. Yes. So I also heard the argument that if failure, so getting an abortion does not negatively impact all of society, like not getting a vaccination and and um, allowing a virus like COVID to spread amongst the population. So therefore, well, that's creative. you should be enforced to get a vaccine. But women should still be allowed to have abortions whenever they want to, because it's their body, their choice. But 
everybody else doesn't have the same, my, they don't have the same option, their body, their choice. No. So my body, my choice only works in certain situations. So then you have to look at it. So I was, I, I was thinking about this and I thought, well, <clears throat> what that means is the leftist just wants to do whatever's right for them. Well, yeah. So the leftist just wants whatever they want to have. If they want to have the abortion, they should be allowed to have the abortion. If they want to be protected from viruses, then they should be allowed to enforce their will upon other people so that they get protected from the virus. Mm-hmm. Well, you- okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> really, and, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna probably piss some people off, but you know what? Eh, wouldn't be the first time. This really boils down to taking ownership and personal responsibility for your actions. There are very rare instances, and and you and I have talked about the actual percentages of abortions performed in this country, which Mm -hmm. are related to rape and incest. Almost zero. It is negligible. I mean, it doesn't even show up. Right on a graph right statistically speaking it doesn't even correct play. yeah so that means 99.98 percent of the abortions performed are based choice. on a woman's choice That's and correct. and and mo the the vast majority of abortions that occur actually occur amongst um middle uh middle class uh housewives mm-hmm they get pregnant, yep. they, they, you know, they're, well, the kids are already in high school. I don't want to be saddled with another kid or oh, we already have three now and it's already difficult. And so no, I don't want to have a fourth one right. or to the extreme where they were out screwing around and they got pregnant and oh crap, I can't have my husband find out because, you know, I was right. my, my, my husband over here is an Irish guy, Irish white dude with red hair. And well, I slept with a black guy now I'm pregnant. So that's going to be kind of obvious. So I better go get the, you're right. It's those kinds of, those kinds of things that yeah. come into the equation. And so the vast, the vast majority of abortions are middle and uh, middle-class Americans that right. are just making a choice for what is convenient for them. It's, it's expediently prudent. I mean, it, yes. it's really about what's, what's best in the moment. Um, and even the teen pregnancy, that used to be the other argument. Well, there's all these teens and you know what? They learned they didn't have anything. They didn't even hardly show up on that, that on right. the data. Really small percentage. It is a very, very small. Yeah, very, very um, small percentage. More than the rape and incest. Absolutely. But extremely small. Yeah. So that's not a valid argument either. Sorry mm-hmm. to say. And and then the other argument is, well, what if what if the mother is endangered? Um, well, humans have been birthing other humans for a very very long time, and humans have adapted as a species to be able to birth other human beings. They've become well well adaptable well well adapted to doing that, and. Are the marvel of modern medicine has shrunk any kind of um, you know negative medical result to nearly zero when it comes yep. to pregnancy? Yeah, and I so, can tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, the the number of women that need to get an abortion because of life saving issues or things like extremely small. Again, it barely it barely blips the the the, the stats. 
Right. It's That's... so infinitesimally small. Now it does happen. There are sure. situations where it can happen. Yep. Of course, we're not denying that. Yep. And the other in the meta is so in a hospital, if mm-hmm. the, the mother's life is in danger and the, the baby has to be aborted to save the life, that is a sentinel event that must be reported. There's yeah. no such thing as yeah. unreported abortions in the hospital because Correct. of that. Correct. And I can tell you worldwide and here in the United States, the number of those abortions is infinitesimally small, even yeah. in comparison to the teen pregnancy abortions that I referenced right. earlier that right. barely show up. Right. So again, the arguments that are made for, for abortion are those three main categories that we just touched on and they don't even barely touch the scale when it comes to measuring the amount of death that we deal out in the form of abortion so what i was saying is this goes back to addressing not taking responsibility for personal choice correct and you equate that to covid that's the reason i mean everybody wants everyone else Everybody must get the vaccine because God knows if I get sick, it's all your fault. It's everybody else's fault. You know what? You're going to get, you get sick all the damn time. And we still even, you know what? I I get sick. I get a cold. I get the flu. And I go, well, the damn kids, they brought that crap home from school. Of course they did. It's their fault. Or you know what? It's just cold and flu season and it happens. But thousands of years of evolution, guess what? Nobody's, and modern medicine, thank you very much, nobody's dying from cold and flu. Mm-hmm. Actually, statistically speaking, since we brought that up, still to date, more people died of the flu Correct. last year than of COVID. <clears throat> Which, interesting statistics, since we're talking about it, I don't know, I just brought that up. The, um, the health department up here in this county released the flu numbers here recently did i i think i showed i sent this graph to Mm. you did you remember that Mm. um just a wild guess you know how many flu cases we had up here in the third largest county in the united states Ten thousand. Eleven. (laughs) Eleven. All of 2020 went by 11 total cases. Well, they treated, well, because they just treated it all as COVID. It's all COVID. It's all COVID. And right. it's such crap. I mean, the if you compare that to last year's numbers, yeah, it was like 208,000, I think it was. Yeah, this year, 11. We cured the flu. Bam, yeah. just like that. COVID yeah. came through and wiped that out along with cancer and heart disease. And so you, you, you work in medical, in the medical field. Yes. Were you, did you get vaccinated? No. Okay. Um, I'm not vaccinated either. Um, and mm-hmm. again, I'm not, a, and I've, I've told people this many times. I'm not anti-vax. I, I, I normally get a flu oh. vaccine every year. As do I. I I mean, for years, I get a, I usually get a flu vaccine. I didn't get a last year because I wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And every time I went to the grocery store to where they have the pharmacy and thought, oh, I should probably get my flu vaccine. uh, I didn't have my, my medical card, uh, my insurance card. 
Um, so I just, I didn't get it last year at all. Not because I didn't want to, but just because I just kept forgetting to bring my insurance card. Um, I'm not opposed to getting the COVID vaccine. Well, on mainly because I don't like getting sick. <laughs> I, I just, I don't like getting sick. And if I can get a shot and, and there's a pretty good chance that either, either a, I'm not going to get sick, or if I do get sick, the symptoms will be pretty mild, which is what people have been saying about the COVID vaccine is you can still get sick, but your symptoms would be pretty, pretty negligible um, mm-hmm. and very short lived. Well, Hey, that sounds like a bonus to me, right? That sounds great. Um, but I haven't gone out, I haven't run out and, and gotten the vaccine because well, I'm not really in the, I'm not really anxious to be an early adopter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was I, like, give me the version two vaccine and let's go right. from there. Take it to a, a, a gaming perspective. Everybody knows when the new game console comes out, never go buy it. Wait. Right. It's going to be filled with generation two. And... You never right. get a Gen 1 console. No, no, no. Well, you go I'm not get the getting next a Gen one. 1 vaccine. Right. Well, <laughs> and when, when everybody was rushing out, right? When that first started popping out, uh-huh. I said, Will I get the vaccine? Yeah, probably eventually. Probably. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. it right now. I am not in the high risk demographic in a high risk category um which would necessitate me getting that over someone else whom actually needs that um and i am still painstakingly tested a lot i mean there was there for a while i was getting tested for covid three times a week yeah that's crazy for a long period of time i mean it is down a little bit from that now but I'm getting tested for COVID more than probably anybody even says test for COVID. Yeah. I mean, well, this, so because I I haven't gotten it either, I've decided that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to change. I'm going to identify, you know, everybody's in the mode of you want to identify as something that you're not, you want to identify, you know, white guy wants to identify as a black guy. Uh, a, A man wants to identify as a woman, woman wants to identify as a male all these kind of stuff, right? We're doing all this kind of identification. Well, I want to identify, I'm going to be from here on out, at least until I get my COVID shot, I'm going to be a transvaxite. Transvaxite? Transvaxite. <laughs> it's a person who identifies as having been vaccinated, but who actually hasn't been vaccinated. Oh, okay. Yeah. I figure, you know what, if gender can be a spectrum, then vaccination can be a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And you're a bigot if you don't accept me for who I am. See, you might be able to get away with that because you're Hispanic. I can't oh. do that. Well, no, I mean, so let's Why take it. We, talk, we talked about just a minute ago um, showing voter or ID at the voting booth. I mean, that's uh-huh. racist. Yeah. Not for, Not for me. me. There is no such thing as racist for me. Just, I, just Absolutely identify, not. Just identify as so, black. So, Scott. <laughs> I'm the I'm the lost Hodge twin. <clears throat> <clears throat> I know Starbucks said that they were no longer they're opening up all of their um their bistros and everybody can come in and they're doing away with the mask and you don't have to do that as long as you're vaccinated. <clears throat> I was like, well, how are they gonna know? How are you gonna know? I just like <clears throat> what they asked Dr. Fauci, apparently, the the king of all things COVID. Mm-hmm. Um well, you just got to trust them. So if I show up and I say, yeah, I'm vaccinated. And they say, show me your card. I guarantee you, if I cannot produce that, 
they will ask me to leave. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to go do that and you said, yeah, I'm vaccinated. And they say, show me your card. Ah, oh, you know what? I left it at home. I don't think they'd stop you. I think you're wrong. You think I'm wrong? I think they, I think they would kick me out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're confrontational enough to challenge me on that. Well, I don't know why that any... is. I don't think you have it in you to, to argue with the bistro or the barista or whatever. See me, I, I'd create a scene. That's just because that's the way I am. I'm like what the well, hell? No, I, what, I wouldn't create a scene. I, I wouldn't I know create a scene that. because anybody who doesn't want to serve me, well, then I'm just going to go someplace else. I, yeah. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not the guy who turns around and says, "Bake my cake, bigot." Right. I'm just going to go find another baker. Right. Maybe like, fine, F you. I'm going to take my money elsewhere. Yeah. You don't want my money? That's cool. So I, I vote with my dollars. Right. I know that. Yeah. So, yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight. I think they would kick me out, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll Hit see a Starbucks tomorrow. Let well, me know. <laughs> the, the thing is, is I think, I think Ducey made it so that it's, uh, you can't ask. You can, they, the company, the uh, businesses can still request that you wear masks, mm-hmm. but they can't, they can't request for you to show them that you've been vaccinated. Can they still require you to wear a mask? Some point, yeah, you can still, if the, if the business wants to wear a mask, they can still say you can wear a mask. They can still say, don't come in unless you're wearing a mask. And I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't have a problem with that. Um, I, I'm totally okay with that. Most places here in the Valley, um, the wearing of the mask is uh, requested. It, but no, I can't say it's requested. Um, I've seen a lot of use... signs that say mask requested for all customers. Um, it's, in, in essence, it's um, suge- It's like a suggested. It's like a, we, we would encourage, or I think it's encouraged, I think is what they're using is we, you know, Matt wearing a mask is encouraged, but not required. Okay. And so I, I go into the grocery stores and I'm not, I'm no longer wearing my mask in grocery stores. And, and there are people in there. Oh, um, sure. I've seen that. Wearing their masks and they're still, you know, in panic mode. Um, I haven't point- seen any of the hazmat suits here recently. So I think, uh, I think the, the hysteria is coming down slightly. But, you know, at some point you just have to live your life. At some point, you just have to take responsibility for yourself and say, well, you know, um, if I get sick, I'm, you know, I'm going to get sick. But what what I never understood, and I don't understand this about people that are so adamant about vaccinations, whether it's COVID or otherwise, um, but there are some people that are so fascist about getting vaccines that they don't even trust their own vaccine. So, and, and we're at that I mean, it's, it's hyperventilated now with COVID, but you've got people that are so in favor of any kind of vaccine, but they don't trust them. No. Because they, because they make these arguments of don't come around me unless you're vaccinated. Well, are you vaccinated? Well, yeah, I'm vaccinated, but don't come around me if you're not. Well, how do you think vaccines work? (laughs) If I'm vaccinated, doesn't mean I, it keeps me from spreading. It means it keeps me from getting it. It's it's the the exact opposite of the mask. The mask doesn't protect the wearer, it protects the other people. 
do you believe in the vaccine? Do you believe that the vaccine works? Okay, well then if it does, and if it does work, and I'm not denying, I'm not denying that it works or doesn't work. I'm not saying that. I think the vaccine actually is working pretty damn good I, so far. I think it. I think it is too. I think it's yeah. absolutely working very well. But if you get a, if you get vaccinated, why are you freaked out? I mean, you have got people that are literally losing their minds, and they're like, I can't be around anybody if they got it. Well, do you not understand how vaccines work? You're you have a much better. You're better protected overall. Yep. Why did you? That's why you got it. Right. Yeah. It, it's like, are you vaccinated? Yes. Then what the hell are you doing with a mask on? Right. Uh, take it off. What are you doing? I I, I don't under I don't understand. Are you vaccinated and sick at the same time? Because <laughs> I mean that would be the only lot. I mean again, follow the science. That yeah. would be the only logical reason for you to be doing that. Yeah. Because the mask doesn't protect you. And if you're vaccinated, Correct. vaccination protects you. Mask protects me. So unless you are vaccinated and sick, I mean, literally with COVID right now in the height of its contagion period, there's no reason to be wearing a mask if you're vaccinated, yeah. you dum-dums. I, I like going to AJ's. There's an AJ's not too far from me, AJ Grocers. Um, and because, you know, all liberals go to AJ's. And when I go into AJ's, everybody's wearing a mask and they're, you know, standing 18 feet apart from one another. And I just go on in, smile. Hey. What's up? Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually had the family out, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, um, at a local store. Uh-huh. And I had a little, a lady two old ladies actually came up, they were shopping together and they said, thank you for coming out and showing us all of your kids, wonderful smiles. And I didn't know what the hell was talking about at first. And I realized I'm not wearing my mask because, because I don't, my kids aren't, neither of them were either. And they were actually saying, thank you for getting rid of the crap around your face and letting us see like, yeah, hell yeah. Absolutely. You too. I think those are real teeth even. So that's cool. (laughs) But I mean, if you think about it, when's the last time you saw somebody smile? I know. Besides you and me, uh, I mean, here, um, you you don't see anybody smile anymore. It's sad. Well, and you know, I mentioned this to you before, but I don't remember if if I mentioned it on the show last year. I didn't realize it was it was so prevalent to me. That's that's why it was such a shock when it happened. But I went all of twenty nine, all of twenty twenty, and it wasn't until December of twenty twenty that I shook another man's hand, mm-hmm. and it was and it was astounding to me because at that moment I realized, holy hell, I haven't shaken another man's hand in greeting, mm-hmm. you know, and just in, and in, in, in greeting, like, Hey, how are you doing? Shake his hand. Right. I didn't do that all year. And, and then it dawned on me in 2020. And I thought, this is a terrible, terrible thing. And then of course there are leftists online that are talking about, you know, we need to come up with different ways of, 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 you know, saluting each other when we meet rather than shaking hands. And people were saying, yeah, we should do the, the Vulcan, you know, live long and prosper or, you know, there were people talking about bump elbows. And I'm like, 
I, I never stopped <laughs> offering my hand. Well, I just wasn't around so, anybody. No, I know that. I know that. Um, I mean, I don't but, go shake people's hands just out of, out of you know, at a charity at Fry's when I go to the grocery store. I don't talk to anybody. Just leave me alone. I don't want to do yeah. that. I, don't wanna, don't even I met me. five people out on the lake <laughs> in one weekend, just this weekend. Um, I, I, I just, that's just the way I am. I went up, yeah, I shook I hands, wouldn't. met people. Yep. I met a, a guy who lives down in Cornville and, and he's up and around this lake. And we started talking about, you know, growing up here, there doing all this stuff. I, I met a 50 uh, year old man and his 82 year old father. Wow. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool people. I shook all of their hands. Yeah. And I've been doing that the whole time. And I've had people look at me like, what are you nuts? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And kept my hand out there the whole time. And they, well, we're not supposed to do that. Uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. You can say that, but it doesn't bother me. At least half the time, I'd say it's more than half by a, quite a bit. People shook my hand regardless. Yeah. Now, if well, they ran to the bathroom and washed and hand sanitized and did whatever, they, that's on them. Um, you know what? I, I, I treat it like everything else. I wash my hands regularly and, and that's it. But I will always, always offer my hand and greeting, um, especially another man. But, you know, I, I, if I'm feeling under the weather in those, you know, in years past when I've had a cold or I've had a flu and I've known it and I've taken Theraflu and gone to work, you know, Dayquil or whatever and gone to the office, I avoid people. I, I will no, I you know you don't don't come close. I'm sick. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel good. You know, absolutely. Don't come, don't come close. I would never, you know, be blowing my nose one minute and then reaching out to shake anybody's hand, especially if I were sick. I'm not going to do that. Sure. That's gross. No, right? sure. And I, and I have respect for them as an individual. I'm not going to put that on them. I'm not going to put them in an awkward position. I have to tell me no, um, or worse yet, for them to actually shake my hand and then be panicking the whole time. So I will give people the benefit of the doubt and I'll just say, I'm not feeling very good. You don't want to, you don't want to come near me. And everybody be like, does that. Right. I mean, right, everybody right, does right, that. Right. Um, and, and that's just it. You know, we, we've, <laughs> it's interesting to hear them say you have to trust people, but we can't be trusted to not shake hands, to not splatter on everybody, to not sneeze on people when we're not feeling well since when? Yeah. Yeah. God. Um, last thing that I just wanted to share with you, you know, there's the, um, um, and it's a terrible, terrible thing, but we've got, you know, the, what's happening over in the Middle East right now with Israel and Palestine, um, mm -hmm. Palestine got crazy and the, and Israel is laying the smack down on them, um, as they should. As they should fuck around sure. and find out. Well, Palestine, the Palestinians, they fucked around and now they're finding out. Mm -hmm. um, so don't do that. Right. If you don't want to be in a fight, don't pick a fight. Right. Especially with the, the big kids. Right. Because the big kids will finish it. Mm -hmm. Or if you're at least going to pick a fight, my uncle and my father used to tell me all the time, if you're going to, if you're going to pick a fight, then you better be sure you can finish it. Mm -hmm. because otherwise you're going to be in a world of hurt. Anyway, my, my whole point in getting onto that was not to get into a debate about Palestine and Israel, 
but look at the atrociousness that happens on um on social media oh man you have a guy who tweeted out the world today needs a hitler and this lady responded and chambers to burn jews to ashes there no no if somebody were to look at were to tell me well you know manuel they're just being they're just being sarcastic they're being funny where's the where's the joke here um now okay i i i i'm trying i'll try my best to to be i don't know i'll play devil's advocate here for a minute let's just try this so the world today needs a hitler now i've heard the argument recently that what we need as a world right now is a war a conflict we need an evil to attack one evil to go after it's possible that adil raja here was um saying that what we need is one evil to go after and it is possible that this gal who was responding was i guess poking at that stupidity of that comment oh yeah yeah we need that and chambers to burn jews too you blah 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 you dummy uh as highbrow as i can possibly take it that's perhaps the intent but this is the problem and you and i no, discussed this i don't believe too, that with i i'm not saying i believe it either i'm, I'm saying it's possible i'm no, saying that that is possible there's no way that's possible well, no you don't you don't believe that that's different well, yeah, you're right. There's no way that I believe that that's possible. Right. Um, what I was getting at was that, you know, when, when we have the ability to say something, especially in type, we lose any kind of personal connection or inflection in language. And this is what I, what I was talking about. There's no, con we don't have conversations ever anymore. You say something like this, it goes out immediately out. You have, no personal responsibility for this kind of shit. If you were to say that in public, in a crowded room, you'd get your ass kicked if that's exactly what you meant. And perhaps that is exactly what he meant, but there's no repercussions for it. And same with this other girl. Now, either in a conversation, in a banter, if you will, it is possible that he was being facetious, he was being sarcastic, and she might have responded in tort poking at him. But in written type, that does not come that way at all. And, and I can't believe that. I can't believe that there is any kind of sarcasm here, particularly on her. Maybe on him. I think maybe you might have an argument there. Although I don't think you have any proof of that other than your assumption. I don't. There I don't. There is nothing in the, his original tweet that even remarkably hints at sarcasm if there had been a winky face or something um then i might say okay then maybe you have maybe he is being sarcastic because of the winky face but there's nothing it's just the world today needs a hitler i don't believe she's coming back to poke the bear because this is a jordanian flag and the and jordan hates israel hate israel yeah they're like the palestinians 
So I, I don't, I don't believe she's being sarcastic back for an instant. I don't believe it for an instant. And for her to come out and just say, and chambers to burn juice to ashes. This is atrocious. I was bad. I was suspended from Twitter for being harsh on a journalist. I basically said something like journalists are on scum or something like that. Right. I mean, it was, or something to the effect of, you know, and journalists continue to wonder why the American people hate their profession. I mean, it was something like that. And I was suspended. This guy called for a new Hitler and she's calling for chambers to burn Jews to ashes in. And I checked, neither of these individuals were suspended. Mm -hmm. Or at least they haven't been yet. Maybe they will now because, it, I mean, this did happen earlier today. Um, but so far they haven't been suspended. So, but this is the kind of, this is the kind of crap that, is just despicable to me. Right. But we need to be understanding of all people's perspectives and views. Remember that. Unless you supported Trump, then then you need to be re-educated. In the gulag. Correct. Right. Correct. If you voted for Trump, then you're a misogynist, hate-filled person who needs to be re-educated in a gulag. Of course. Right. Hopefully we'll have adjoining chambers within, you know, adjoining rooms in the, in the gulag. So we can at least, you know, participate in the awesomeness that is the gulag we'll, together. <laughs> we'll be recording the fusion underground with slight <laughs> echo because it's all concrete walls in there. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us today. Uh, so. Yeah. Anyway, I don't even know, you know, just looking at this picture, I, I don't know. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, as always, you can find all of our stuff off of, we're on YouTube, we're on, we, you know, you can find all of our crap out on um, our, our, our website, fusionunderground.net. It's got links to our YouTube channel. It's got links to all of our audio versions of the podcast. You can download everything directly from there. Just go to fusionunderground.net. You'll find it. You'll find us there. Um, we're available wherever you can get podcasts. So Apple, you know, the Apple store, the iTunes store, Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, we're on all of them. So check us out uh, and send us an email, contact at fusionunderground.net. Um, do you have any parting words before we kick this sucker into the history books? Well, I know you, you started this whole argument or discussion, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, out with having principles and values mm -hmm. and, and the reason for that. And it, it does create a shield, if you will, or a guard against hypocrisy. So I guess my parting thought, or at least a contemplation for everyone out there is if before you're quick to respond in an argument, make sure that that aligns with your values and principles. And if you're not sure, flip that argument to a different topic do your values and principles still hold? And if they do, then your argument may most likely will be sound. And it's harder to do than it's, than it sounds. It really is because you, you may be really challenged in what you believe those values and principles to be. But if you can identify those and maintain them, you'll be in much firmer ground and you stand, um, less of a chance to fall pitfalls to the hypocrisy that we've seen so much of here lately. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. And I think, I think first of all, people need to, um, 
they need to want to challenge their thinking. And, and I think people need to decouple their thinking from the American pastime that is now politics. And you need to stop thinking in terms of your team versus the other team. And you have to start thinking in terms of virtue and what is right and what is wrong. And then assessing your beliefs or your, your viewpoints on certain topics to see, do they align with your, with your, with your principles? Uh, and don't be afraid to, you know, strip out the whole party, the left versus right, Republican, Democrat, strip that out. Don't look at it in terms of party affiliation. Just look at it in terms of your principles against whatever the concept is and see how it washes out because you might be surprised. Agreed. You might be surprised. All right. Well, we're Jason Moret. I'm Manuel Ramirez. And remember, you've been listening to the Fusion Underground. Peace Have a good night. night.